0: Hey, you are listening to Data Plus Love, and it is July 14th, which is my birthday. So appropriately, I'm uh, taking a bit of a uh, break today in the sense that I'm just doing a solo episode, which uh, go ahead and tune out now if you tune in for the guests, but if you would like some time for reflection and just general thoughts about what's going on in the podcast and the greater data family community, uh, hang on, uh, we might still have some fun. So, anyway, about once a quarter, I take the opportunity to slow things down a bit and do an episode without a guest, a solo episode where it's just me talking, my reflections, what's going on in my head, and sort of where the podcast's going and that sort of thing. Um, in the time since I last talked to you, I launched a uh, KO FI page coffee, uh, fundraiser page for the podcast, um, which many of you were just so generous to make a gift on. And I'm so appreciative because I don't expect anything from anybody. So, um, if you're listening and you're having a good time, just keep doing that. Like, I don't expect you to, um, to pay anything for this ever, and I'm never going to put anything behind a paywall. Uh, but I appreciate the support that you guys have have lent. Um, it was just a really touching and just a really generous outpouring. I'm probably going to be buying myself a new microphone and handing down my current equipment to Mark, who has recently launched a new podcast. So if you've been tuning into this channel for a while, you know Mark Bradborn um, has been doing the Data Fam News, which has been spectacular, but Due to sort of recent steps Tableau has taken, much of the stuff that Mark was covering on DataFam News was already being covered elsewhere, so it kind of felt redundant. So um, Mark took a step in a different direction and is doing Inside the Analyst's Cubicle, which is a very, um, very in-depth discussion uh, with analysts um, where he's sort of put together uh, some world-class questions and just allowing people to talk long form uh, and answer them. And uh, I was the first guest on it, which is I'm a good guinea pig because he knows I'm going to talk. Um, And Sean Miller has been the first real guest, in my opinion, Uh, and that episode is spectacular. So if you're interested in tuning into more of that, stay on the feed. Data Plus Love is going to keep going. And as you know, Data Plus Love is more of a free form where I'm not coming to the table with prepared questions. It's going to be more of a conversation that we might have if we were just like sitting around shooting the breeze. Um, and I'm also going to keep up the data, ask them anything format, which is a crowdsourced version of a questionnaire where we allow the, uh, sort of online community to submit questions. And, uh, in the past, uh, time, since I previously done a solo episode, we've done those with Andy Kotgrief and Steve Wexler. So we've had some pretty big names come through here since then. And while I've always said data plus love is never going to be a podcast built around the big names. We just happen to have had several in the past quarter. So don't hold that against me. Um, In particular, we had three in a row. We had Andy Cockreave back in May the 5th, uh, RJ Andrews in a classic Data Plus Love format on the 19th, and then Steve Wexler on the 27th. So it was like a murderer's row of sort of uh, heavy hitters. But I'm happy that we've had uh, much of the rank-and-file Data Fam uh, come through as well with Jim Denner, who is the darling of the Tableau Public Forums. He's the number one contributor there. As well as in our last episode, we had Sarah Bartlett back to talk with me about um, iron viz and sort of what, uh, what's going on with that this year, what the entries are looking like so far and that sort of thing. So expect more of the same. I'm always going to aim for a mix and I'm never going to make this a podcast that's based around sort of data celebrities. Because in my opinion, when you do that, then you're chasing the uh, next data celebrity rather than just trying to deliver, you know, I'm not going to say content, uh, good discussions. Because I don't make content. I make podcasts and I make data viz, but I don't make content that sort of feels vulgar. But that might be because I'm old. Anyway, so um, lots of good stuff has been going on since the last time we talked. In particular, it's exciting to me to talk to two of the authors of the big book of dashboards, Andy Cockroote and Steve Wexler. Steve, I know fairly well. Um, He actually came in town And spoke at my Tug uh, last February. By last February, I guess I mean 2019, because I don't really count 2020. Uh, he and Anna Ford had both come into town to speak at the Memphis Tug. And Steve was in town because uh, he was doing one of his classes, which I, I had the good fortune to attend. And we had a great time while he was in town. We actually uh, went out to Graceland together and did some stuff like that. And it was really nice to get to know him and sort of see him as a person. And uh, Andy Cockreave is someone I really look up to, but don't didn't really know him that well, right? I was, I was really intimidated by him. So it was really exciting to do the ask them anything format with him, uh, with Mark. Uh, for one thing, because you know I was a little intimidated by Andy, and Mark was less intimidated by Andy. But he was just he's just so charming and such a great guy that um, all that fear melted away. And and RJ Andrews for that matter, uh, RJ, especially having talked to him now, you're sort of taken aback by just how brilliant he is, and it's it's intimidating to talk to him, but it's it's so worth it, and to get his insights on historical data visualization and how. You know, we sort of think we're often inventing something new, but oftentimes we're standing on the shoulders of a lot of precedent. And sometimes we throw precedent and good practice out the window just because we didn't even know what existed. Like people think uh, they're (laughs) people think they're uh, creating something new when in reality they're like standing on third base that has been hit by Florence Nightingale. So that was a really cool episode that I definitely recommend going back uh, to check out. Uh, in addition, it was uh, great to talk with uh, Jim, who I've been trying to catch up with because there aren't that many sort of uh, DataFam people that you know in the state of Tennessee. We've got my friend David Kelly locally and a few others around here. But uh, for the most part, like, despite the fact that we've had several Zen masters come from Tennessee, which I would argue we probably have a higher percentile for uh, producing Zen masters than some other states. I'm looking at you, Ohio, like you've got a bunch, but you also have more active people. So, you know, maybe percentage wise, we're doing better. I don't know. But um, it's really exciting to talk with him, just especially since I'm sort of intimidated by the Tableau forums and getting to know what his thoughts were on all that. But anyway, I digress for a second. It's the middle of the summer right now. Um, I'm recording this on July 12th, hitting your ears July 14th, um, which is Bastille Day in France. Happy Bastille Day, France. Um, But it's been a wacky summer for me. So my oldest uh, daughter just turned 10 a few weeks ago and immediately after turning 10, went to sleepaway camp for two weeks, which was very nerve-wracking for me. Like, my daughter has, like, high sensitivity issues, and she's dyslexic, and I mean, the dyslexia isn't that big an issue, except for dyslexia is always accompanied by ADHD, and she's sort of like, um, when she feels overwhelmed, tends to shut down in public places, so there was this sort of apprehension, maybe not from uh, her, but from us, me and my wife, that maybe at summer camp, what if she has a freak out and how's it going to go, but um, so about Two weeks ago, I uh, I drove across the state. It's about four hours away uh, to Winchester, Tennessee, which I posted some beautiful um, map murals that had been painted locally on their town square wall. And I'll include those in the show link if I can. Um, a local artist had uh, produced some of the waterways on some of the walls of the uh, downtown area because they have this charming little town square. And it was really exciting to sort of see uh, maps being used as pop art and sort of bringing together, uh, the local area's sort of heritage as well as the geography of the area. But I took her to camp, um, a few weeks ago with my wife, we went past the space center in Huntsville, Alabama, which is spectacular. If you've never been, I had not been since I was a kid, but it, it's truly really amazing to see a Saturn V rocket in person. Like the scale is, is staggering. Um, and then, uh, this past weekend I, I would drove back to get her again. So, you know, driving, uh, nine and a half hours or so in a 24 hour period, uh can can you know take it out of you a little bit but more than anything i was excited and gratified to to have her back but also to hear uh, her amazing camp stories uh so she came back and was super excited and has chattered endlessly about camp uh for the past several days so it's really exciting to know not only um did it go well but uh that she's got these memories and is wanting to go back next year for full term anyway that's a huge digression but part of that uh digression is that so much of what we talk about on Data Plus Love is the nexus of both sort of your data projects as well as your personal life and your personal passions and stuff. Um, and I wanted to take a minute here to get serious for a second, because uh, I think if you listen to me, you often think of me as sort of the pop culture guy. Maybe I'm funny. Maybe I'm not. I'm probably not funny. Um, but I had a friend who unfortunately I haven't been super close with in the past couple of years. But. Uh, she was a colleague of mine at my previous job back when I was at St. Jude, and she was one of my most reliable colleagues. Like, like super there, you know. When when you have that person that you need to collaborate with on a project, like she was the one you would pick, and uh, just brilliant person, super sweet, uh, had a nice family and everything. But unfortunately, um, a few years ago, she started to struggle immensely with alcoholism, like uh, coming to work, drinking at work, like water bottles in her purse full of vodka. Um, it was sad because we all sort of knew what was happening and it's, she, she didn't really say anything about it, but everyone kind of knew. And I know many people tried to help her, but eventually, um, she lost her job, um, just due to all of that. Um, she lost her child, And she lost her liver like she drank her liver to death. And I mean, this is like from zero to 60 from someone that was like totally just there and with it and well together to all of a sudden you're she's having to be hospitalized um, because her liver's dying and she managed to get a liver transplant, I think maybe only a year ago. And unfortunately, it was uh, late last week when I found out that she had passed away, like she had been unable to stop and had continued drinking and killed her her second liver and had passed away from complications of it. And it's just really heartbreaking. I mean, I'm someone that has, um, I've never been unfortunate enough to struggle with addiction and I don't claim to fully understand it. I mean, I had a, uh, a family member, like not in my immediate family, but distant family who had passed away from, you know, opioids. Um, and it's it's hard it's hard to understand and it's hard to I mean if you don't struggle with that personally your feeling is just like well why don't you just stop I mean it's you you feel that it's destructive you see what it's doing to you and people around you why can't why don't you stop and I mean I know Doctor Drew uh, Pinsky has become a controversial figure as of late but you know in his time on Love Line or the Adam and Doctor Drew podcast I've sort of listened to him for many years and he's Somewhat of an addiction uh, medicine specialist and uh, and a practicing doctor, and so much of it comes down to like there's ge- there's genetic hardwiring that for some people makes it really difficult for them to to stop. Uh, it's uh, you know you you start going and you're unable to sort of turn the corner. Like I think it was uh, Jay Moore once who described like you know how you're an addict, you smoke weed once, and every single person that's an addict describes it as the best feeling they've ever had. Like. I've never smoked weed, um, but like for for someone that does, like maybe your average person tries, like yeah, that was that was fun or whatever the experience is. I don't know, but like if you've sort of got that that sort of predisposed addiction within you, you're like, this is great. I just want to do this all the time. And like that's not saying anything about weed specifically, but that's saying like the addictive sort of genetics um, can override like all of the other parts of you that are beneficial. And in her case, unfortunately her relationship with alcohol was something she couldn't control. And it was super tragic. And I don't know why I'm saying this on a data podcast. I guess it's something I just have to put out there. But if you struggle with addiction of any kind, um, you know, even if it's something that seems like benign, right? Like, we obviously talk about like gambling addiction or drugs or alcohol, but there's like lots of things you can be addicted to. I had a friend that like disappeared down the rabbit hole of video games. Like you can destroy your personal relationships by doing that. Just sort of close yourself off to reality. But if you have something that you can't get a hold of, please like reach out to others, like get help, like any sort of 12 step mentality or anything like that, So much of that is based on the fact that it's really hard to heal from these kind of things without a human and personal connection. And I think the human and personal connection is something that we've all struggled with mightily in the past 18 months. Like not only with COVID and the fact that we haven't been able to see each other personally, but if you think about the very early days of COVID and then sort of how it's extended itself, it's the disease itself and maybe the policies in which we've decided to handle it have Gone on to make us less neighborly. Like they've made us afraid of our neighbors to the fact where, you know, if my kids were outside and my neighbor's kids were outside, we're, 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 you know, watching them all like hawks to make sure none of the children play near each other. You know, it's, it's nothing is sadder than being terrified of your neighbor. But then, like, we see how that, you know, can sort of play out in, in the social sphere. You know, I mean, obviously we've had a lot of political unrest for various reasons in the past 18 months. But like, think how hard it is to relate to other people as human beings when you're not even actually able to be around them. It's very easy for other people to become other and not like one of us. You know, it's like us. I mean, all of us humanity, like we're all in this together. Right. And I'm sorry if I'm getting like super preachy here. I'm rambling. Obviously, I don't have a script, but it's um, what I'm saying is if you're if you're if you're, you know, vaccinated, if you're out there seeing people like just love on your neighbor. I'm not saying like go up and hug someone and lick their face, but I'm saying like human connection is important. And it's something that we've either been denied or denied ourselves greatly for 18 months. And it's going to be really important for us to try to heal that, like for us on a personal level, level, like emotionally and mentally, but also societally, like it's not good for people to be so closed off. Like it creates a lot of issues. Having said that, Um, I'm excited to get back into some data work uh, publicly. I've taken probably the longest break I have uh, recreationally in a while. It's probably been about a month since I made a data viz uh, for fun. And a lot of that's due to the fact that, you know, summer's kicking off. Like I said, the stuff with my kids has been crazy. My wife had a minor surgery the other week, which has kept me wrapped up. Uh, But I've still been producing the podcast on a regular schedule. So never fear. This is always going to be there. Um, But I'm looking for new projects. So I've got some data sets I've been toying around with. Uh, Yesterday, I tweeted out. Uh, if there are any topics people would like me to cover, and because all of you are jerks, you said sports, uh, which if you know me, you know uh, I really don't have a lot of interest in or aptitude for, but I can definitely find something I'm interested in there. So um, I- I'll be keeping that in mind at looking for a sports-related topic because, you know, it's, it's no fun to just always do everything you want all the time, right? Like, who wants to be happy, guys? Come on, I'll do sports. Okay, fine. Uh, But, yeah, I've been looking at some other stuff. Like I did some research uh, a few months back on uh, U.S. population by state and Walmarts per state because there's some interesting relationships to be found there about uh, sort of how many people each Walmart location is servicing. I don't have it down to the specific location, but, you know, you can get a, you know, people per store uh, sort of stuff out of that. Uh, also, as always, I'm looking into movie stuff. I've been thinking about playing around with the Fast and Furious franchise some because, you know, it's summer and that movie came out. And it was super awful. I mean, how crazy is it? It's like they name a movie F9, the Fast Saga. Like that's the name of an actual movie that like came out that they spent 300 million dollars to make. I mean, that's nuts. Like that's the name of a movie. Anyway, sorry, I'm ranting at this point. I'm excited to have you listening. Uh, I, I love all of you. Thank you for being here. Uh, get ready for some more interviews coming up soon and some more conversations. Mark's going to keep this feed active, as am I, and we're going to keep rolling all through the summer. We don't do seasons, guys. We don't take breaks. I mean, I may say season two or something, but I probably don't even tell you that, that I'm doing that, right? That's just my own numbering. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. This has been Data Plus Love with Zach Bowders. Have a good day.